This week on the Steam Machine Podcast. Trails in the sky keep on turning. Second chapter. Cue the music. Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, of Destructo Bros. Hey, everybody, it's Nate again. Hi, it's Olivier. Just kidding. I just wish I was <laughs> Olivier. I'm Willie. Oh man, boys, what you been up to these past two weeks? How you doing? Let's uh, let's start with Nate. Nate, how you been, my good sir? Yeah, good, man. So I've been consuming a lot more media lately. But before I get into the media that I have been consuming. First, I want to talk about something that I went and did for myself. I went and bought a truck. That's right. And that is a beautiful motherfucker, too. Sorry, my mic was on mute. I'm about to eat a couple almonds because I'm hungry. But, like, dude, that truck's beautiful. And I am, like, super fucking happy for you. Yeah, like, we got it at the CarMax in Nashville. It's a 2022 Nissan Frontier. And, God, dude, I'm loving it so much so far. Like, it's so new. Like, it has less than 10,000 miles on it. Like, I have literally never had a vehicle anywhere near this new before. <laughs> Raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, like, I've been kind of just driving it around, getting used to it. Like, before this, look, bear in mind, like, I've never been one to treat myself. Like, before this truck, I was driving a 2009 Nissan Versa. Before that, I was driving a 1999 um, Ford Taurus. And I was just like, and like, Back in high school and college, I had Dodge Dakotas, which I loved those vehicles a lot. And I was like, you know what? I went to the, we went to the store because we had ordered a, um, this CarMax, we had ordered a, um, Subaru, um, Forester. Yeah, Subaru Forester. Like a 2013, it was like pretty cheap, but I was like, you know what? Let's check this thing out. We got in it, drive it around. I was like, I liked it. Okay. And my wife Kayla looked at me and was like, this sucks. Go find something you actually <laughs> want. <laughs> At a girl, it's a good wife. Make yourself happy. And she was just like, you deserve something that's going to make you happy. So actually go find it. And I was annoyed because I was like, I just wanted to come here, get this car I ordered (laughs) and just leave. But I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) So we started, we walked around the whole parking lot. Yeah, go ahead, Dalton. Just, can I just point out that sentence that you said, the world that we live in right now, where you're like, I ordered a car, (laughs) uh, you know, I didn't really like it. So I just put it, I put it back and I'm going to, I got another one instead. But the fact that we can order cars, yeah. like, let me just go online here. Oh, it looks cool. Order. I'll be up later. And I got to say, I kind of like the model too, where you like, they don't do haggling. The price is the price. Like, so just like, thank God I don't want to deal with all that garbage. It's, it's kind of like Carvana as well, yeah. right? Like those buildings that I see that are just like car vending machines. Yeah. They, it's kind of like the same idea. Like they have like lot that you can order from their other stores like i think that subaru was in virginia and they shipped it over so i could test drive it and decide if i wanted to buy it or not but like we walked through this whole lot just looking at all these other cars and like all these sedans and suvs and i was just like i don't like anything at this damn place let's just go home so you're like well let's keep walking a little bit more and then we got to the trucks and first i was like i know i love trucks like i always have and i was like but i don't want a big truck because like we're walking by like the toyota um 
Tundras and the Nissan yeah. Titans. Nissan Titans. And like There's too much ass on those. Mm-hmm, and like the Dodge 1500s, Ford F 150s. I'm like, I don't want anything this damn big, honestly. And then we started, then finally, like towards the very last place we were going to look, they're next to the fucking Teslas for some reason. For <laughs> 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 the Nissan Frontiers. And I was just like, oh God, I like this one a lot. And so Tess drove it, drove it. And just didn't stop driving it. We just took it home. <laughs> Hell yeah. He didn't even pay for it. He just drove it off the lot. He right. still wants he it. Wanted in three states he's got now. two stars, but he's going to get the car painted in a minute and yeah. it's going to be fine. And so like, have been tricking it out to be the kind of way I like it. Like the interior stuff. Like I put a Sonic plushie in the back window so you can see Sonic behind me or driving behind me. Then I got this the cup holders with Mario and Luigi. And then a couple Stranger Thing characters for air fresheners that go into the car vents. So I'm just kind of... Was it Steven? No, it was Dustin and, um, oh shit, uh. I thought one of them was Steve. One of them had the guitar and shit. No, that's not Steve. Steve, oh my god, why is my brain not working right now? Uh. I'm sorry, I put him on blast. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh my god, why is my brain not working? The guy from the Hellfire Club in the last season, Eddie Munson, that's his name. Eddie Uh, Munson. Oh, Eddie, (laughs) okay. Metallica kid. Yeah, because like, his name's Eddie because Eddie. Eddie, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for some reason that wasn't. Wait, his name his name is Eddie, Eddie Munson. Munson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm loving it. It's been a really good, cool thing for me to have, and just been helping me feel better about life in general. So treat yourself sometimes. Yeah, Nate seemed like he's been a very uh, more emotionally swingy lately than usual, and so like I'm at one point I'm like trying to be like, "Hey, Nate, how are you doing all year?" And I'm like. You know what? He will talk to me if he needs to, so I am not going to bother. <laughs> but you do have seem like you've been, like, oh, it seems like you needed a yeah. dub. So, I'm yeah, glad you got yeah, it. I'm sure. glad you got it. I, I also like small trucks. Like, I drive a Toyota Tacoma. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's not it's not anything super big or anything. And one of the one of the cars that I learned how to drive in was a 1998 Dodge Dakota. Sweet. That. Well, if you can dodge a Dakota, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> It was a that and a Chevy Astro van. I think that was one of the questions we got asked on Yapspot recently. But yeah, <laughs> man, or Astro nice. van, dude. I had an Astro van. And it was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what's funny is that look at this strain of bud that I've got right now. Oh, it's not clear, but it says Astro van. Nice, <laughs> nice. Got that specifically because I was like, oh, I always thought it'd yeah. be awesome to have an Astro van and paint it up like the Mystery Machine. <laughs> if I still had it nice. and I had the money, I would absolutely do that. I used to throw a mattress in the back of that thing. It was so awesome when you get out of school and be like, all right, who's coming to my house? And we'd load up like 10 people in that. <laughs> and I had a pool. If it was your first time at my house, you had to jump in the pool and make it. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that before. Yeah. <laughs> you have definitely talked about the pool stories <laughs> yeah. before, especially on the episode. It, trem- it was tremendous. Yeah. Loved it. Um, so, yeah, man, what else have you been up to? Yeah, so a couple of things I've watched lately. Like, um, So, started the show. It's an HBO show called Succession. It's, it had four seasons of it. It just kind of wrapped up and finished. So I started watching Succession like last week. It's four seasons longer than I've already finished it. <laughs> I have heard nothing but that good the one about like that. the 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 family that has like a company and they're like trying to figure out who has actually yeah. Run so it. it's kind of like the story of it, like you know it's the Roy family and the main old man is Logan Roy, and then he has his three kids that are all kind of fighting and fighting for succession who's going to be taking over the company when logan retires or dies essentially and so 
it's a really interesting show. It's really intense. It's made me say the phrase fuck off way more than I have in the last few years because like that is, swear to God, is the main dude Logan's favorite phrase. It's telling everybody to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I can't believe someone in an HBO show right. says the cuss word. And right. You can tell like it's kind of like loosely based off of like a few famous like rich people like Who's the Fox News guy? Because that's who I feel like it's really the most about. Tucker Carlson? No, like the owner. Murdoch. Oh, yeah. I really feel like it's mostly like based loosely off Murdoch. So everybody's a piece of shit, if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, see, the thing is, like, I, I used to kind of hate, like, cringe comedy shows until I watched uh, The League and... Um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because I suddenly realized, oh, when bad things happen to these people, it's cool because they yeah. suck. <laughs> I think that's that's why the uh, the ending of Seinfeld was so great because they finally got to come up. But the and- thing is, I just I didn't like Seinfeld because it didn't have that. Like the general feel of Seinfeld was like, here's all these terrible people who are just allowed to be awful for most of it, and maybe the ending finally did bring yeah. it back. But I, it was a, I just, I never had patience for Seinfeld. It was a, uh, well, just to tell you, it was a two-parter where they all get arrested for that uh, Citizens Act, where it's like if you see somebody in trouble, you have to help them. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, Good, Samaritan? Good Samaritan law, yeah. That <clears throat> so they get arrested for that because uh, John Panay is getting mugged, and they just laugh how fat he is. <laughs> And then everyone they've ever wronged throughout the entire show comes in and testifies against them. And the show ends with all of them being thrown in shit. <laughs> See, that seems like it would be a good payoff if I had the patience. Oh, it's like eight show. seasons, I bro. I would never tell you to sit through eight seasons for <laughs> yeah. one payoff. Yeah. Like, no, you have to get the humor of the show or just don't worry about it. Yeah. But that's the funny thing to do about the session show, too. Like something like was really like kind of sad in one of the episodes and Kayla just looked at me she's like I'm so fucking mad that I'm crying for these assholes right now <laughs> like, <laughs> it's extremely well written and I think it's going to pick up a lot of Emmys this year because it was the last season so man you you saying that just gave me season one American Horror Stories flashbacks oh yeah <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and then other than that the other thing that I watched of note was the Barbie movie Hell yeah. Please tell us more because, like, this has been something that's been on my radar and, like, everyone is saying that this shit is, like, brilliant. Like, you would not expect it to be. No, it's, like, really fantastic. And one of my favorite things about it is just, like, how, like, all the narrow-minded people have watched it and taken away, like, all the completely wrong messages from it. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're the people that this is about because you suck. (laughs) And it's just like it's it's such a good lighthearted movie with such a good message, and it's just like if you're pro feminism, this movie is definitely for you. <laughs> and just like yeah, I think the one thing I kind of worried about was like it's like everyone I know that like was really into it's like you know very like positive queer type people, and I'm like okay, please tell me this movie is actually good on its own, and it's not just good because it's like pro LGBT. Yeah. No, it's actually really hilarious. Like it stands on its own on so many levels. The like art direction in this movie is phenomenal. Like the way they make it feel like Barbie World when <laughs> you're supposed to be a Barbie World. It's just so fucking well done. Correct me if I'm wrong. The director made there be like a world shortage of pink paint, didn't he? Uh, because he made everything painted pink. I don't know if she did or not. I know her. The director That's was amazing. Greta Gerwig, and she's 
awesome. <laughs> so she also did the Little Women that came out a couple years ago that was really good too. Um, but like the art direction in this movie was good. The humor was fantastic. Like there were points where I was like, I feel called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favorite lines is like, like one of my favorite sorry, lines please. is like um like something happens in the movie and Ken's kind of getting more aggressive and everything. He just goes, "Hey Barbie, come here and let me play my guitar at you." <laughs> play my guitar. Just play my guitar at you. <laughs> just like, at you. That's so really good. good. And then the song he I'm starts playing. And the song he starts playing cracks me the fuck up because like it's one of my favorite bands from the 2000s. He starts playing a push by Matchbox 20. <laughs> I'm just like I felt I've never oh, felt more man. called out in my movie in my life. <laughs> I have a question. I've heard people say that, like they think that like this is Kent Ryan Gosling's best. And it's so role. crazy because I I, I, hate, I like it because I think he was fantastic, and I also hate that he is the character in this feminist masterpiece that everybody is talking about the most. That is true. Yeah, that is kind of wacky. I do have a question for you because yeah, I'm, I appreciate that you called out like specifically the director and all that. No. Like that's cool. There's a. It's all like the movie is like yeah, the movie's sick. great. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Dalton, you've been trying to get a word in edge. That's what you got. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a cameo in this movie that I want to know about. Okay. Now, if you don't want to know, skip ahead 10 seconds, 20 seconds. I'm just curious if you actually saw him. I did see him what? and it cracked me the fuck up because it was completely very, very short, like five second cameo. And when I did see him, I cracked the fuck up because it was so funny. Oh, Dude, and, that's fucking tremendous. And I saw this interview on TikTok. Like, it was uh, Margot Robbie was talking about it. And she was just like, because she's done a movie with him before. And they just happened to run into each other. They were both filming in, like, near the same location for the movies that they were doing. And she was like, hey, do you want to come and do a quick um, cameo in this movie? And he was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and, of she, he and she didn't think he meant it. And then he was like, yeah, I really mean this. And so they just made it happen on a whim because they were both out to dinner at the same place because she was just like going to check out and they were like, oh, he's already paid for your dinner. She's like, who did? Where is he? She's like, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I got a little like aggressive with my <gasps> question earlier. It's just like, I know a lot of these movies like People are like, I like this movie because the ideology is good and it represents people. And like, I appreciate that, but I also actually want the movie itself. To yeah, be good. absolutely. And like, I will say that I think the ideology was a hundred percent. The art direction was a hundred percent. The story was about ninety percent. Like everything about this movie hits on such a good level. Like it's so funny. Like it's honestly, laugh out loud funny. It has a great message. And yeah, I highly recommend it. Now, you didn't do the double feature, right? No. Barbenheimer? No, man, because, like, honestly, <laughs> I knew which one of those two I wanted to see more. <laughs> yeah. See, I really want to see Oppenheimer just because it intrigues me, the hype behind it. I, you know what I mean? I wouldn't mind I feel the same it. about Barbie. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it when it comes out. <sighs> it seems like a watch-at-home movie. Like, I feel like it would be one I would love to watch with, like, a group of people that are like, hey, let's let's watch something smart and learn yeah. something or whatever. Barbie seems like something I would do for my yeah. own enjoyment. Like, Oppenheimer's also, like, three hours long, I think. And, like, I have a lot of trouble sitting in a theater for that long. Yeah, I can't do that. That's, I can't do that. I, I know I can't do that. Word up, man. Yeah. Word up. What about you, Will? What you been up to? Uh, for the one thing I want to say, I definitely played the heck out of Shadows of Mordor after the episode. 
Um, I actually have some corrections from things I said from the last episode for one thing. Um, I guess a couple of them are slightly spoilerish. Uh, one thing is I did complain a lot that I thought that it did not feel like Mordor as expressed in, you know, the scariest part of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. But of course, this is actually before Mountain Doom re-explodes, and that is actually explained at the end of the game. So, uh. yeah, fair enough. Uh, I also did not really any know anything about the Sea of Nurnin, so I didn't know anything about that as a place. Um, I really enjoyed playing the game. I did everything in it, except I didn't finish all of the hunts, but I finished all the flower gathering. I finished all of the um, uh, picking up the pieces of the mural. I finished all of the artifacts. Wow. Like, I did everything except I missed the very last That's hunt. crazy, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed the game. I would say personally, I still don't think I would rate it more than a seven and a half, but I'd say it's a seven and a half to hit me really it's awesome. hard. I was, I was just about to ask you if that brought on a score addendum. But okay. No, I still think I, I can't call it an eight because I feel like when I give a game a rating of eight, I'm, I'm implying some objectivity. And I think this game just hit me in a really good place. Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome that you came back I and still enjoyed it as much as you did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I still think it has its flaws, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Hell yeah. What else you been up to, my brother? Let's see. What else have I been up to? Um, Tickling your pickle? Mm. Tickle your pickle? What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with that? Let's see. Sweet um, Caroline. Shoot, I had something else I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know, I've been read like I've, I mentioned last time, I've been reading a lot of Toki Pono related stuff, and... Uh, I was a little sad that the book I finished was only a translation of the first four chapters of Winnie the Pooh because I was like hoping to read the whole thing. <laughs> now, but I was like, I'm going to need you to, to wrap Winnie the Pooh for us. <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. But I'm going to need you to make up a Winnie, oh, Winnie the Pooh wrap in that language because that's just so cool to me. I mean, that wouldn't be that difficult, I think, actually. Although one thing I thought was really amusing is also I went to read, like, I went to look up, like, meme groups and stuff. Like, there's memes from the Toki Pony community. And one of the memes is, like, there's apparently a really great dispute as to what the word for a rabbit should be. Whereas one of the groups say it should be, uh, Soeli P. Kule, or Soeli P. Kule Suli, which is, a big ear mammal. Which, I like that. That's, that's what was used in the Winnie the Pooh translation I read. But another group thought it should have been uh, Soli P. Noka Wawa, literally animal of powerful foot or animal of powerful leg. And what would have made that fun would have been the translation they used for Bear in that book was Soli P. Luka Wawa or powerful animal of powerful uh, paw and a little powerful hand. So, like, it could have provided a little fun parallelism that did end up getting lost there. Yeah. I think I prefer the, uh, the first one because I feel like the animal with the powerful leg could go to something more, um, it could be a kangaroo. I was exactly thing. thinking kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. An old kanga or a yeah. roo, excuse me, a roo. Yeah. Whereas the big ear animal, I think, I think of one. And <laughs> the person that posted like the meme, but also suggested, uh, Soli P. Unpa Munte, which is just the animal that fucks a lot. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. Fucking like rabbits. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. I guess that just leaves me. You got any more, my books? No, I'm good. All right. Well, I went to the beach for the first time in 10 years. 
at least. The guy that lives in Florida. So, yeah, exactly. Was there still water there? I'm always around them. Like, I grew up around them, so I'm like, nah, it's really fucking hot. You know? So, and and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'll, I'll have a moment like I would on Yav's pod. I wasn't exactly comfortable taking my shirt off for a very long time. Fair. Right? So, uh, we were on the way to the beach, and I looked over at Brandy, and I said, you know, I'm kind of nervous about like taking my shirt off at the beach. And she goes, why? I say, because I haven't done it in like over 10 years. And she just looks me dead in the face and goes, well, I hope you have the confidence today to do it. Because who cares? Ah. <laughs> and I was like, work? Which, um, you know, of course, as soon as we got there, I just ripped my shirt off. Because I was like, Dun 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 when it comes crashing down and it hurts. Not quite Hogan style. But like you know, pulled it off. Which I I went and got appropriate beach attire that day before, so I now have a few Guy Harvey shirts that have fish on them and stuff. But I tell you, I got two of what they call the sunblockers, those like really thin long sleeve shirts. They are fan fucking tastic, dude. I mowed the lawn today wearing one. And I didn't start sweating until I was almost done, and it was hot as fuck. Nice. I was impressed. <clears throat> for some reason, the sleeves kept me cooler. Um, and I don't know how that works, but I'm thankful for it. But yeah, at the beach, man, I just had a great time. Um, I had been fishing at the beach man, in the last 10 years, but I hadn't been in the water <clears throat> in forever. And uh, the the one thing that stuck out to me, and again, I'll probably go into more detail on Yab's pod, because that's the more just bullshit talking about what we've been up to type show, but like... So Brandy and Daphne walk out ahead of me. Ashley and her kid, well, her youngest is behind me. Her two older kids took the fuck off ahead of us, right? Gone. So we're walking towards the the water, and Brandy and Daphne are holding hands, and they're walking. And Daphne starts freaking out. No, I don't want to go in the water. I don't want to go in the water. She turns around. She says, Dalton. She she really enunciates that tin. Dalton, hold my hand. So I walked up to her, and I held her hand. And I was like, all right, let's go. And we started walking. And she went right into the water with me. And like, so the way it was, because Florida beaches are kind of strange, it was like beach and then it went down and it was like three feet, three and a half feet deep of water. And then it went for like 10, 12 feet and then went, started going back up to a sandbar, which was then another 20, 30 feet and then the ocean. So we mostly stayed in that little section with the two young, young kids. Yeah. And, uh. I did take her out to let her, like, I would, I had her under her arms, and I would, like, wait till a wave was coming, and right when it was about to break, I would throw myself into the wave and then toss her up <laughs> so she didn't, like, get her face in the water, but, like, her body would hit the wave and everything. It was a great time. That's awesome, man. And Brandy comes swimming up to me at one point, and she's like, I haven't been able to go in the ocean in years, like, because of her, because she was terrified Aww. of it. And she's like, and she just gets in here with you like nothing. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But I had, a, I had a blast, man. I didn't even get sunburned all that bad. It was funny because the wind was blowing when I was trying to put on sunscreen. And even when Brandy was trying to do, give, put it on my back. So I should, I think I have like a little, little video. I'll save it and send it to you guys in the Discord chat where <laughs> I might even put it in out of context. Is my body was just like, I just had these random red fucking stripes. <laughs> where like the rest of me was tan and then there was just sunburn. Sunburn. That's funny. <laughs> I looked like a, like tiger. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was tremendous. Um, and then we ate at a place in Palaka called Angels, which is a diner that's been there for over a hundred years. It's pretty, it was pretty, pretty, pretty fucking good. Nice. Not gonna lie. 
hot as fuck in that little diner, but it was cool as hell. <laughs> um, other than that, I've been writing rap, hip hop. Um, I had a dude, a buddy of mine named Cole, who I haven't talked to in forever, um, who is actually, he's a musician that I like highly respect around in these parts. And he messages me. I haven't talked, like I said, I haven't talked to him in years. And he just messaged me. He goes, yo, is that Nile the Nightmare stuff? You? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Is it like all you? Like, did you make those beats? Yeah. I mean, I made them with samples, but yeah, I made, I'm, you know, I edited them together and everything. And then I did the vocals and all that. Where'd you go to record that? Uh, my bedroom with my computer and audacity. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. He goes, dude. And he had listened to Dope Fiend. Willie, I know you you listened to that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had listened to that. He goes, bro, he goes, I could hear an edited version of that on the radio right fucking now. And it wouldn't phase me. He goes, dude, I am a hip hop snob. He goes, I've been listening to hip hop years. I like them. I think of myself as a hip hop aficionado. This shit's fucking good, dude. He goes, this like, he goes, you need to like step it up, put out, get a whole album ready, get you a social media person and blow the fuck up. He goes, because... You know, fuck some of these rappers that are out there now. He goes, you have good flow. He goes, your beats are good. Get on this shit, bro. He goes, your calling is this. And I was like, well, thank you, Cole. How have you been? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but at the same time, he was the first person that like messaged me out of the blue and was like, is this you? This is fucking fire. Like he unsolicited, you know, other than other than Adam, I will give it to Adam. In one of the songs I wrote, the the line to the second verse starts with, that's why I called it my juicy apple. <clears throat> I take a bite, drink from your pussy like a Snapple. Right? And, and Adam messaged me and he goes, drink from your pussy like a Snapple is a fucking great line. <laughs> then I flip up the lid and I learn a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but the booty so nice, really hard to keep this nut intact. God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm all right. <laughs> but uh, maybe I should try to write. Maybe I should try to write you some beats too, just for funsies. Do it. Do it. I would love that. Do it, coward, coward. I uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it though, dude. It's good. Um, it's also been like therapeutic in a way because I've really like opened up some fucking wounds to write some of these songs. Um, but getting it all out there has been nice. Um. And fuck! Oh, I learned how to use Auto Tune. Like, fr- from I, I, I've learned the different levels. It's like, do I just need this to correct this a little bit, or do I want to go in and sound like T Pain? <laughs> More often than not, with the the rap stuff, I have gone with sound like T Pain. Yeah, the lighter stuff. Because what you want to do is you want to do like like share type stuff where you intentionally get a little off yep. key and you come back down and it's like. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you didn't mean to, but just the the. Nobody can see us, but the way that Willie did that, we're like, yeah, oh, I did a weird little hand. It looked like I was flossing. I've got. Um, let me do a quick count because I do have this folder open. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten songs written. Um, technically eleven because I do count VKM. I just can't release that because I don't own that beat and I don't have a license for that beat. And I don't, dude. Let me make you a substitute beat for that song. Maybe we can figure stuff yeah, out, dude. Do it, cause I I love the lyrics to that song. I remember I had to count. You for, you clearly had a ton of fun making that oh, song, dude. 
uh, I think it was Steph was like, okay, I'm going to need you to help me because I don't get any of these wrestling references. How many actually, how many of them are there? There's like 80. And I counted and there's like 80 something fucking wrestling yeah. references in it. And it was just a blast. But, uh, but yeah, so like, you know, most albums on Bandcamp are anywhere from 10 songs to 20 songs. So I, I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, I could release this if I wanted to. But one of the songs that I wrote, I don't really consider hip hop at all. It's more like, uh, it's a song that I wrote for, uh, Brandy's daughter actually. And it just, I don't think, I don't think it would fit on that album unless it was just like a closer to be a happy ending to an album that is going to be very up and down emotionally. So I don't know. That's what I've been up to is a lot of music. Uh, I'm, I am behind on the JRPG reports. Um, so if you're a listener of that show, I do apologize. Uh, I'm trying, uh, they did cut my hours at work, so I had a more free time. But then I've been working on this album, and my grandfather's back in the hospital. Ugh. So that kind of, you know, it is what it is. Um, but other, other than that, dude, I've been right. uh, walking some so walking some trails in the sky, playing a little WWE, playing a little Wrestling Empire. I still... Oh, man, I actually played some uh, WWE 2K22 uh, with a friend over this weekend we were we started new my gm mode and uh, yes. it got wild <laughs> yes i love my gm mode um i i still firmly stand by wrestling empire as a better game than aew fight forever i mm. and that's no knock I could see it. that's no knock i just think that the love that m dicky has put into that game like it it shows you know what i mean i have some mixed feelings about m dicky but that dude is definitely a dude with uh What's the word I'm looking for? Stick to itiveness. That dude, if he has an idea, he will finish yeah. it. Yeah. I respect the heck out of that as someone who has a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh I don't know anything about the dude other than I've played his phone games over the years and then, you know, switching over to this. And I've just I've had a good time. It's the closest thing that I remember to like those games that I played back in the day. Not necessarily No Mercy, but like, and not necessarily SmackDown, but like even like some of the more cheesier ones, like uh, WCW Mayhem, or um, uh, Raw is War, or like some of those games where it was like they didn't quite have it right yet, but it's still charming. Yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe like a WCW NWO. Uh, no, that no, <laughs> Wrestling Empire is better than both Thunder and Nitro. Were never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna. I thought I thought you were gonna compare them to Nitro and Thunder, but they were just like objectively worse versions of uh, Warzone and uh, Attitude. The only thing that's good about those games is the fact that when you highlight over a wrestler, you can press square and watch their promo. Yeah, and there's a cutscene of all of those on YouTube now. So fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) You do not need the actual game, but uh, listening to Alex Wright trying to uh, tell you to play as him or not in uh, German. Accented English, it's very funny. Or Kevin Nash being like, "No, no, don't pick me. No, don't, don't be you me. You don't have no. the, uh, you don't have the smarts nor the stamina. No, go pick Hogan or Luger. Go pick someone else. Nope, just go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, boys, we have been uh, roaming some trails in a certain sky with uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Let's <laughs> see. Um, I was trying. I was trying to think of the Good transition. I was trying to think of the Japanese name for it, but this wiki for some reason doesn't have Sora it. Nokiseki. Sora Nokiseki. Um, there's more to that too, but I just can't remember what it is. SC. 
<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't. Esushi. No, I'm trying to remember what the Legend of Heroes part is. It's uh, sort of no. Ah, fucking that doesn't matter. Um, the Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky is a SC. Excuse me, is a 2006 role-playing game developed by Nihon Falcom. The game is a part of the Trails series, and itself is a part of the larger Legend of Heroes series, and serves as a direct sequel to Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky. It was first released in Japan for Windows in 2006 before releasing on the PlayStation Portable the following year. Trails in the Sky SC did not see an English release until 2015. Wow. Damn. Due to a large amount That's crazy. Uh, due to a large amount of text necessary to translate and localize. That makes sense though. Yeah. So is X is XC the people that did this translation yes, too? Yes, XC is the publisher. Um yeah. Which good on them because they are all they, here lately. They're the ones that have been bringing in these Japanese RPG bangers that take them years to translate them all. But then they finally release them. Everybody's like, "Yay!" <laughs> um, I think I said this when we did the first Trails of the Sky, but I think they are also the people that brought over the uh, Game Center CX game as a uh, retro game master. I believe you're correct. Um, a high definition port to the PlayStation Three was released in 2013, while a remaster for the PlayStation Vita was released in 2015. But both were only released in Japan. A sequel, Trails in the Sky the Third, was released in 2007. Now, I don't know much about the third. I know the third, uh, I think, is different characters, but same timeline-esque thing. But, right off the bat, since this is going to be a first... Uh, we're all in different places right now, so this is going to be a first impressions episode. Um, mm. This game feels like... They wrote out the entire story and decided, man, we cannot release a 200-hour game. So they cut that motherfucker in half. Because this game, uh, the way that we did it with the the picking your stave up from the last games, it just feels like I loaded up FC and now I'm in the, the second part of which really, yeah, second yeah. chapter. We're in the second chapter of the story. Yeah, which I think is honestly super refreshing in a game like this. Because usually you go to a sequel and it feels wicked different, right? This game, you load in and you're just like, oh, shit, I'm just back where I left off. Like, this is the same game. And, like, I know some people might complain about that. Like, the mechanics are very similar. There's not a whole lot that changed as far as gameplay and everything goes. But, like, for a direct sequel, I feel like that's a great way to go. Yeah. It's like Halloween 2. It literally picks up, like, Halloween 1 ends with Michael Myers walking off, and Halloween 2 is like, oh, shit, where did he walk off <laughs> <Yeah>. to? <laughs> like, it's the same yeah. night, oh, you man. know? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen for Halloween 3 and Trails in the Sky Part 3? <laughs> oh, no. Is that what how the, Trails the 3rd is literally... Uh, yeah, Silver Shamrock up here. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, like, and, and even the little changes that they made... Um, to you know, like the orb system, orbment system, and things like that. Yeah. Um, they, I just, I really yeah. think that like that they did it well because it was like, hey, this is different. We now have these new upgraded things. Here's, and that's why you can't use the shit you had at the end of the last yeah, game. Yeah, and they're like, well, you can use the stuff, but they're not compatible with but this new. But it's not going to be as good. Yeah. We got the good shit yeah. now, the stronger. And shit. then, and then uh, one thing, I, and I don't know if this is because we carried over. It, this might not happen in the beginning, but they were like, but that stuff that you did have. Yeah, here's some of these things. Go replace them. So then you could immediately go and get your spells back and you're back where you were at, mm -hmm. which I thought was really nice. Um, 
I'm curious though if you were to start the save fresh, if they would give you that still, or if it was like, or as much, if they would give you as much because they gave me a good amount. Yeah, I'm, I feel like they'd probably give you something because like it'd be hard to start the game with nothing. So, but I don't think you'll get as much good stuff. I think one of the things that was really cool about the way they handled the continue your old save file was whatever rank you got for your junior bracer stuff, you got better rewards for the further you got. So I probably got the worst rewards because I kind of plowed through the game without doing a lot of the bracer stuff. But like, unfortunately, a lot of the rewards I got were um, things that you can equip to basically revive yourself one mm. time as accessories. Yeah. And I'm never going to use no, those. Obviously dolls. I think they're called so, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. I got one doll and I got a, a really different thing. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. yeah I want to say I got a weapon, an armor, and an item that was a revived thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I ended up replacing them not long after that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like a huge boost. Yeah. Yeah, and I also felt like when I first went into the basical tutorial dungeon of the game i was already way under leveled from the teammate that it provides me despite the fact that i was like literally just at the end of the last game so like uh, the transfer element is not as robust yeah in depth as i yeah robust is the good word for what yeah. it isn't yes what is the opposite of robust oh well <laughs> but yeah like i, I flat. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't mind it that much that it wasn't that big of a deal. Because, like, no. honestly, it, it's just carrying over. You no, know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if people wanted to start at this point in the story, I don't understand why you would not want to see the first part. Uh, yeah, but, like, super um, lost. I do think that. Yeah, I do think that like it's still. It seems reasonable to just let yeah. them have that option. Because, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but. You're, May I go ahead and make a huge sweeping statement having played the game the sure. least of the three of us? <laughs> By all means. I feel like the beginning of SC feels like you're starting on disc two of yeah. three. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I feel like it's a great way to describe it. I'm really curious to see how similar three plays compared to one and two, because one and two is direct continuation. I'm wondering if three is the same. I know Dalton mentioned might have different characters or whatnot, but I wonder if it has the same graphic style and play is the same. Oh no, I'm I'm saying I expect that the SC itself is discs two and three of this oh, game. Yeah, like, that the third is a completely different thing, but this game feels like it's already going to be twice the size. Yeah, I did time. actually look that up on how long to be, and SC is the longest of the trilogy. Like so. Okay. Trails in the Sky was 40 and a half hours for the main story. I'm like, holy crap, it did not feel that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really um, did SC is 50 and a half hours, so it's 10 more hours long. Okay. And I expect to spend closer to 80 hours beating it because I just really enjoy yeah. exploring the whole thing. Yeah, that's just main story. I'm definitely going to do extra. I don't think I'll do completionist, but you know. And then the third is actually the shortest at 33 hours. So oh, okay. I, I've heard people describe it as that, you know, FC and SC are one long game. And then hmm. the third is kind of like a, a story DLC, okay, but a fleshed out one. And then what after that's what Crossbell and then Cold Steel. No, so after that is the, oh yeah, the Crossbell saga uh, games, which is two um, trails. Yeah. And then it's called tra- trails right? to zero and trails to zero or trails from zero or something like that, which I believe that those two games 
share a similar art style to this game. You know, I mean, this style. Okay, because I... Getting into uh, Cold Steel is when they transitioned into 3D. Because this game, this it definitely feels like it's running on the same engine as... Uh, like, it looks like you're playing Trails in yeah. the Sky again. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like I said, I really do think that this game started out as one long-ass game. And back when this came out in the early 2000s, they probably couldn't justify releasing a 100-hour RPG. <laughs> I don't know because like Atlas was like holding my beer. 2006 is when the first one came out, right? So that would have been after like Final Fantasy 7 and 8. When would have Disgaea have come out? Disgaea? Oh man, let me look real quick. That's also a game people probably spend over 100 hours I mean, on. Yeah, but weren't there like also some super long. Um, what was the one with like 100 something characters in it? Oh. Oh, uh, Sweet Codin. Yeah, wasn't that like over 100 hours? I actually have never played a Suico Den game. Okay, so but yeah, it had 108 playable characters. The first Disgaea came out in 2003 for the PlayStation 2. Disgaea Hour of Darkness, but I don't know how long it is. Okay, Suico Den's only 20 hours, actually. <laughs> but I think a lot, a lot of those older games, it's like, the story's 20 hours, but if you actually want to beat it at a decent level, it's going to take you 50 hours. Yeah. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so the first Disgaea is 46 and a half hours. Yeah. So, Main two, 90 hours. Completionist 233. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. But yeah, this game though, I'm really enjoying it so far. I haven't really felt challenged yet by it. And I've beaten the first the um, prologue in the first chapter of the game. Nothing's really felt challenging yet. I am starting to get intrigued by where the story is going to go. You never see it coming. <laughs> so I am um, really interested in where this is going. So I'm the furthest. Uh, I'm in the chapter three. Mm. I will absolutely say that there are some fucking enemies in this game that hit like goddamn tanks. Like, like it's like you're getting run over by a semi truck. I'm like, like <clears throat> I had this one enemy hit Olivia for like. Three fourths of his health bar. Oh wow! One hit. I was like, Jesus Christ! But it was one of the like, um, I'll call it a variant monster, where it's like you'll see three or four of the sheep, and then there'll be the purple sheep that's got like three times the fucking HP as the rest of them. <laughs> shiny. Like, it's like it's like a shiny. Exactly. I killed a palm the other day. One of the shiny palms that show up. The little weird critters, dude. You don't talk about some XP. Everybody got a level after that nice. fight, and I was like. That's what's up. Yeah. I want to kill more of these things, but yeah. they run away really quickly. They're like, uh, whatever the fuck. I'm, yeah. The metal, yeah, slimes. metal slimes. Thank you. And I don't think anybody will be surprised at how many recurring characters there are between these games. Oh, no, no, no. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Even just looking at the art and stuff, you can see that you'll definitely be running into like Agate and, you know, a lot of our old friends from the uh, first chapter. Although I haven't run into basically any recurring characters yet, except for Shira and, uh, Cassius, because I am very, very early. Yeah, in the, the person game. they start you off with when you, it's like, I guess we can kind of talk like how it goes. Is like at the very beginning of the game, um, Estelle wakes up from when she was kind of drugged yeah. by Joshua at the end of the last game, and she just goes on this depressingly long spree of like, "Where's Joshua? We got to go find Joshua." I bet he just went home. And I'm like, 
got oh, the God. delusion yeah. on this girl. <laughs> and she walks back around with some priest is like, hey, I'll come with you just in case. All right, was it Father Kevin? Wasn't his yeah, name something Father hilarious Kevin. like that? <laughs> it is Kevin, which is a great freaking name for a fantasy preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's also like supposed to be like kind of the uh, the renegade preacher or whatever. He's like a little bit like kind of sexy and say, disjointed. He's the pretty boy with the green hair. Yeah, he's your youth yeah. pastor. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to grab the guitar and play Wonderwall, but it's going to be bad. The love of Jesus. After. Or, sorry, the love of Ideos. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, he does seem like that type. He definitely gives off the cool youth pastor vibes. Yeah. <laughs> We're all familiar with that. We're from the South. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I love Annalise, though. Um, yeah, I don't she seems really exactly cool. She she's like, in. I know it's really early. Oh, she's right there at the beginning. It's still yeah. in the prologue. Yeah. yeah. Basically, after um, you get home, uh, freaking obviously Estella's like, oh, okay, I guess Joshua wasn't here and I knew this all along and I'm going to be very sad. And Kevin's like, surprise, I freaking I phoned your dad. He's he's here. Hi. <laughs> hi, dad. And, he, and your dad's like, hey, don't go fight against the Ouroboros or whatever. And you're like, I'm actually gonna. And he's like, yeah, I knew you were gonna. I'm just messing with you. I think it's, isn't it Ouroboros? I pronounce it every different way. <laughs> yeah, and Fair at enough. that point, he's like, he decides like tell you about the special training program you can go on, and that's what Estelle decides mm. to to get stronger in order to be able to fight against the Ouroboros and help find and bring Joshua home, which seems to be her main goal through the period of this game. And while she's at the training, she's training with this other um, young bracer named Annalise that. I think was in the first game as one of the contestants against them at the tournament. I believe you are correct, my good sir. Oh, wow. I actually didn't catch that. But yeah, Annalise is basically implied to be basically just barely your senior. She's like one year older than you or two years older than you. And she's like, uh, basically her whole thing is she just likes really cute things. She's like in the nice and yeah. fun stuff. And so there's actually there. a scene at the end of the, um, I'm not going to spoil it at all, but the end of the prologue with Annalise and her that is freaking hysterical that I can't wait for you to get to see Willie. <laughs> and, and, and also you saying that yeah. Annalise has a love of the, all things that are cute and things like that, bruh, wait till you get to the end of chat. I think it's the end of chapter two. There is just a scene that you're going to be like, of course. <laughs> of course. And you are going to laugh and it's going to make you feel so good. I took so many screenshots because it was so cute. Nice. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to be putting a lot of time into this because spoiler alert for the audience at home we are doing a game between this episode and the next episode because we wanted to make this a two-parter and so we're going to have another game before we do the wrap-up of this game um but like i'm so excited to see more and for willie to catch up to see what we've seen already because there's so much stuff like i'm gonna really enjoy watching willie progress through this because i think he's gonna be a little bit behind us at all steps so like he's just gonna gonna post everything he's seeing in our group chat i'm just gonna be like yeah yeah, right? It's going to be like, yeah, isn't that freaking awesome? Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with how the usual progression of our shit goes, but usually um, I end up a little bit behind them because I start like a week into each new episode and like start to catch up. And then sometimes I get absorbed in the game, which is kind of what happened with like Shadows of Mortar where I started playing it two days before we recorded and I just like beat it 
over the next like yeah. <laughs> week, <laughs> even after we recorded. Yeah. Um. One thing that I really enjoy is they they carry over so many of the traditions from the first game that you really like. So I know we've all been starting yes. to see the treasure chests and stuff. And yes. do you guys have any favorite ones? Like I have one that immediately jumps out to me. There was one that said, "Inside the empty chest is carved." Olivier is handsome. You briefly wonder if he put that there himself. <laughs> yes, I have been taking a screenshot of every chest I came across nice. with the the message. So let me hunt down the one that made me extremely the, the happy. The one I did take a screenshot of was, look, I know I don't have anything, but we can still hang out, right? Wait, <laughs> come back. So I opened one that had music notes, and it says... <laughs> Baby, come back. You can blame That's it all hilarious. on me. <laughs> and, like, they're so good. Like, um, I will realize that I didn't check the chest after I'd opened it and go back to find that chest again just so I can read the message. And that gets <laughs> yeah, me into fights that thing. I don't need to get into. Like, I've been surprised attacked by monsters because I'm just trying to run back past them to get to the chest to read the <laughs> message. So this one was the one that made me the happiest. And it's a it's it's the same developer, so it makes sense. You open it and you open it again, and it says, "You see a heart carved around Adol and Doji. Where did this chest come from?" <laughs> Those are the oh, characters from nice. Ease, and I'm just like, "Oh God, that's fantastic! I love it! I love it so much." Um, you gaze into the empty black void of the chest, and for a fleeting moment, you feel very small. <laughs> um, there was one other one. That um, just look, oh, there it is, right there. <laughs> oh, you're the completionist type, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> just cracked me up. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, you're one of those completionist types, huh? Yeah, that's really man. That's so good. Another thing about this game that's just been really making me happy is every time you do run across a character from FC again, like I call it the first one, FC, first chapter, second chapter, you know, and just like when you reunite with a character, you're just like, oh, this is so good. I'm so happy right now. And there's like some characters that I haven't seen again yet that I'm just like ready to reunite with just to see how the reunite, the reunion goes. And and the thing about that to me, dude, is... Again, it goes back to what we talked about on the first episode about this game or this series. There is something oddly nostalgic about this art style for a game that I have never played. So it's like coming yeah. back to it, you know, like you said, and your you, these characters are joining your party. You're like, oh man, what have you been up to since the first game was going on? Even though it really hasn't been all that long, uh, depending on how long you want. I think it was like a month or two because of the training or whatever. But still, it's like seeing all these people but then the, the graphic style and just the art and everything there's just so something warm and cozy about this game everything at the writing it's the the aesthetic the music the music is just as good in this fucking game so far. i mean it's recycled from the first game oh dude hearing some of these <laughs> oh well, then there you go there you go that's why it's just as I good mean, there's new ones though like definitely yeah, the boss music but like the, the song that i actually chose is like my instrumental song of the year from trails in the sky last year was one of the first songs i heard in this game and i was like Ah, uh, yeah. Nice. This is so peaceful. Um, I just thought one of the songs I listened to when I was, like, really early in the game, like, reminded me of Toho mm. music a lot. Like, it had a lot of really, like, chaotic, like, MIDI piano to it yeah. and everything. Now, um, one thing I was happy about, and I believe, Willie, you're either, you have seen this or going to be seeing this relatively soon. The first time you hop on an airship. Uh don't think I've been on an airship okay, yet. Well, when you do, 
talk to everybody you see. So there is one gentleman in particular on that airship who will give you a progress rod. Oh yeah, and that I gotta get fishing. that will get you fishing. I've since found a couple different uh, fishing rods. I think three. Oh, yeah, I've total. only still got the progress rods when I'm still using. I don't remember how I got the other one, <laughs> the second one, but I can tell you, uh, in the third chapter, the the place that you're at, mm-hmm. explore all the buildings and talk to everybody because gotcha. one of those people is going to give you an item. I'll just go ahead and tell you what the item is because it doesn't matter. Adam messaged me specifically and said, look up how to get this item. It's the bamboo fishing rod. He's like, look it up how to get it because you're going to need it for a side quest later. <laughs> and I wrote him back and I said, okay. And then I never looked it up. I just happened to run into this NPC <laughs> that gave me this. And I was like, sweet. Nice. Um, but it's apparently the bamboo fishing rod, whole, this whole thing is, it doesn't look like much, but this thing can kept, can catch way bigger fish than you think it would sometimes. Yeah. In I do like the fishing. It's very simple. It's just like a wait till the exclamation park fears over Estelle's head and hit the button. But that timing, dog. It can be rough, yeah. You gotta be on your mark, get set, go. Yeah. I, I looked I looked it up and people said the easiest way to get it done is as soon as you see the dot for the exclamation point, before it even starts to draw the rest of it, when you see that dot pop up. Yeah. Click the button. Yeah. Man, it's like, man. Yeah, I've I've lost many a fish, but I've also caught many a fish. One and he was even sixty nine red. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> nice. I believe you've caught the biggest fish so far, though, with that hundred pound Reggie. Yeah, Reggie Carp. That almost sounds like a Pokemon. Reggie Carp, go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I had to send that to you because I was like, we should keep track of who gets kept the biggest fish because I think that'll be a fun little competition <laughs> for us as we play. I'm down. I'm down. Who's got the biggest fish? And it's funny because, like, when I was I trying t- to figure out what the short game I wanted to pick was, I almost threw out Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> I'd have been cool. Man. <laughs> been, dude, I would be fucking okay with it if somebody was like, dude, let's play Ultimate Fishing Simulator. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's go see how they've changed it. Um, So, I'm trying to think because I don't want to get too heavy into story stuff yet because, again, we're all at different spots. Yeah. Um, I was happy. I was happy because this isn't too much of a spoiler because it's just an NPC. I was happy to get that message from you, Nate, where you were like, okay, so I just met that little girl you were talking about. And yeah, 100%, she is going to come back at some point in this in this series. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Rin? 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 It's like Rene Rene. Pasta, but with an R. <laughs> Rene. Rene, maybe. Uh... <laughs> Pene. <laughs> um but she uh yeah just the interaction she has with estelle i'm like surely this kid like in later like say trails of cold steel or something it's been long enough that she's in that academy or whatever the fuck's going on in those games or something like that i would like to see that like just like little things for for a series that every time a major event happens everybody's dialogue changes yeah like no wonder it took them till 2015 to fucking fully translate this game and put it out but yeah I just, man, I don't know. There's just something about these games that just gets me. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel you, man. <laughs> uh, which, uh, man, one of the one of the fucking questions that we have later, not an easy fucking question yeah. for me to answer. Oh, yeah, so I don't have a whole lot more to say for the first impressions other than I think we can all kind of agree that, yes, it is very nice to be back in liberal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. I am ready to see this through to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, dude, like, 
I'm ready for us to play the rest of the series. Like I, told, I think I mentioned it in the show chat. I said, you know, these games are going to get to a point where it's going to be like, all right, well, our long RPG of this year is going to be Trails of Cold Steel 2 because that game's 80 hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. In fact, let me, uh, let me how long to beat off real quick the Cold Steel games. Yeah. I'm sure they are not going to be short. Just because I'm, I'm curious. The first Trails of, St- Trails of Cold Steel. Main story, 60 hours. Uh, Cold Steel 2, main story, 47 hours. That's not bad. So this, that's shorter than SC. And then um, Trails of Cold Steel 3, 61 hours. Trails of Cold Steel 4, 65 and a half. Um, so, so let's just go ahead and round Let's just go ahead and round it off with uh, Trails to Azure. It's 45 and a half hours. And Trails from Zero is 40 hours. So... We got some decently long games ahead of us in this series, yep. but I am just like here Thank for you, it. Man. <laughs> as long as they're good. Man. So we we won't worry about a rating. No, um, this, this time, is way too early for that. We have nothing to rate. Um, well, let's yeah. pop into questions then. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So our first question yeah. comes in from Master Luke and Dalton. This I think you're the biggest proponent of this one. What are your expectations for Starfield? Do you believe there will be 1,000 unique planets to explore? Uh, I am hopefully optimistic because I got super fucking hyped for No Man's Sky and it didn't come out to be what it needs to be. Right. So I'm trying to keep in mind that, man, Starfield sounds really cool. Starfield's also a Bethesda game. <laughs> so I'm expecting there to be that lovable. The Bethesda jank. Um, I'm also expecting there to be a fan patch relatively soon <laughs> of people fixing shit. So, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I believe that I, there will be a thousand planets that are quote unquote unique in the same way that the planets on No Man's Sky are unique. Yeah, my vibe is that I think there's like 12 of the planets will have a unique area that's interesting and then be No Man's yeah. Sky planets, and then the rest of the planets will just be empty yeah. No Man's Sky planets. I guess we shall see, though. What if what if it's like, no, we actually handcrafted a thousand planets. We hired 10,000 people to work on this <laughs> game. Be, this game is going to cost you $10,000 to buy at launch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even the collector's edition. You want the collector's edition with the steel box. Oh, boy. Mortgage your home. <laughs> All right. So this next one comes in from Jeff, and he sent us this list of games from 2003, which is your favorite of these. So I will read these out real quick for the audience at home. And I'm, they had Sonic Heroes, The Simpsons Hit and Run, Rayman 3, Hoodlum Havoc, Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow, Nancy Drew, The Haunted Carousel. I bet that's all of everybody's listening's favorite. Um, Super... <laughs> Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, weird choice for the list. Um, F-Zero GX, Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Tony Hawk's Underground, Jack 2, um, Ratchet and Clank, Going Commando, Going Commando thanks, I couldn't read that, um, Crash mm-hmm. Nitro Kart, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, Ape Escape 2, Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, Final Fantasy X-2, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Can I make an addendum to the question? What's your addendum? You get one from each row. Oh, God, that's too much. No. I'm only picking one. Nope. Nope. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. I'll pick one from each row. That's fine. You guys go because I have Marty in my head. Okay, I'm picking. For me, it's Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Best game on that list, hands down. I also thought Aria of Sorrow was the only one that I really would be sad if it didn't come out. All right, then I'm going Hit and Run, Super Mario Bros. 4, Tony Hawk's Underground, SmackDown, Here Comes Bane. Okay. Sounds good. Even though, man, Jack, don't sleep on Jack or Ratchet and Clank. Both those series are fan-fucking-tastic. I just never got into them. I feel like I would enjoy them, but I'd never yeah. play them. Right. I feel like I'm yeah, I kind of feel that too. Like, I don't know though, because that new Ratchet and Clank game that looks really good. I'd tr- I'd play that. Yeah, I hope they bring it to PC. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. This next one is from our buddy Master Loot. What would be your plan if you were in charge of preserving retro video games? I mean, for me, it'd be kind of like a larger scale of what I do now. I'd buy up old retro gaming consoles. Like, I collect um, cartridge games like NES, SNES, Genesis, and Nintendo 64. I clean them, make sure they work, and keep them clean and stored in a very nice container. I think think if it were me, my main goal would be to uh, campaign for uh, edits to internet... intellectual property rights to where it would be like the people that actually came up with the thing owned them regardless of the company Mm. they worked for so then if the creator of gorf was like hey you know you can sell gorf it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter what activision thinks i think that after a certain point like like media um that you would watch you know movies music anything like that say 50 well, we'll say 60 years, um, even though that's pushing it for video games. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, put that shit into public domain, dude. Like the the ROMs that Nintendo gets fucking pissed off that people own, even though they haven't put that game out for 25 years. And they get mad for you downloading an NES game. Yeah. Or, um, you know, even up to ISOs, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, eventually all of those disc games are going to get disc rot and not work anymore. That is what happens yeah, with discs. My- you know, so it's like expand the public domain. Yeah, expand the public domain to, to include video Either games. Expand the public domain, or give the ownership to the people that actually did the creative work on the game, rather than the company that employed the people that did or the both. creative work on the game. Both give them the intellectual property, both, and after it yeah. hits that certain number of years, boom, it goes into public yeah. domain. Yeah, and then right. anybody can go and play it for free. Why not? Yeah. But it's like, dude, you you know, give that plenty of time to stack money for that dude to be good for the rest of his life. And his family taken care yeah. of, you know what I mean? But, you know, who's yeah. to say <clears throat> a Calabeth? You know, there's a reason that that's free on GOG. Because, like, ain't nobody going to buy that motherfucker these days. But they want it for the history yeah. of it. Because that's the first right. PC RPG that had, like, graphics as far as, I'm cons- or as, far as I know. Um, so it's just cool to have. So that's my opinion yeah. on that. So I think a combination of our ideas would be that. Yeah, cool. All right, this next one comes from Adam, and this might take some preparation. Make your JRPG protagonist name um, from a rough translation of your current name. For example, my name is, forgive my pronunciation, Izanagi Yoi, from Adam, meaning Hebrew man of the earth or creator, and good being the main part of their last name. All right. So for me, I went with the name is Supai Kame. <clears throat> and supai basically means spy. So what I did was I inspired it from the revolutionary war hero, American spy, Nathan Hale, because Nathan is my actual first name. 
So Sapai. Oh, nice. And then Kami, which is which means turtle, which is turtle. commonly what I'm known as online. So, Supai Kami. Supai turtle. That's cute as hell. Uh, so, I went with uh, uh, Tamotsu, which uh, it means protector, which is uh, very similar to what uh, William essentially means, which is my middle name. It's the name nice. I usually go by. So, I went, mine is Tani Kabura, um, or you can call me by my <laughs> Native American name, Tiny Cobra, <laughs> but t- Tiny Cobra. Um, <clears throat> Tani, um, apparently, uh, is a small hut in a hidden village mm. in Japan. That's what that's a, a tiny hut in a small hidden village is a Tani. Um, and then, because you told me that Dalton was like derived from like small village or hut or you know whatever it was um so that was the closest thing a dwelling basically a dwelling in a valley and then the only other thing i could find about dalton was it was some sort of protein (laughs) in your body i don't know what the i don't know what molecular (laughs) level that shit's at i didn't learn about it in school (laughs) but uh and then so suitor i knew that suitor is Basically, like if you go back to like when people were like given the names of things that they did, a suitor was a shoemaker or a cobbler. Ah. So, um, Kabura is like the Japanese equivalent of cobbler. Okay. Now, whether the context of it is right, so whether it's like my name is house dessert <laughs> or if it's housemaker or house, like sh- house shoemaker, I made the old lady in the shoe house. <laughs> Cool. We have come full circle <laughs> for the Ouroboros. <laughs> All right. Continue. All right. This one, prepare to ban somebody from our Discord, namely our Fred friend Team Retro. Check him out on YouTube. Not on our Discord because he's now banned uh, for this question. <laughs> so he gives us a classic fuck, Mary kill with three video game series. The Yakuza series. The Trails series and the Final Fantasy series. In the actual questions section of the Discord, I replied to this and wrote "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So it's Trails, Dragon Quest, Yakuza. I've had life decisions. No, it's Trails, Yakuza, Final Fantasy. Oh, not even Dragon Quest. It's Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, so worst Dragon Quest. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I guess I'll kick it off here. Um, I'll start with the Mary. And I think that's going to be the Yakuza series, just because it has so much going on and there's so much left for me to do. The other one is a lot harder because the tr- Final Fantasy series definitely starts off like some of my some great games that I love, like Force um, Eight nine like those games i haven't ever actually even played anything after 10 2 so i'm like kind of wondering do i still care enough about final fantasy so i think i'm actually gonna kill final fantasy and fuck trails here yeah i'm actually going a very similar direction here which is just i think i have seen enough final fantasy now where it's like i will murder my (laughs) ex and then Mary Trails because that's the new hotness and Yakuza is my side girl. I concur with Willie. Um, 
Final Fantasy, I love some of those classic Final Fantasies. I love some of the newer Final Fantasies. But as a whole, it's not coherent anymore. Not that they ever really were. Like, they weren't ever continuations of the yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, they've changed it up. They've different. Trails, as far as I know, even through the Cold Steel games, has kept the relative Dragon Quest approach of update the gameplay mechanics without completely changing the entire thing. Um, Fair enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Trails. I'm gonna fuck Yakuza because Yakuza's just Yakuza's just a good time. And that's what Yakuza would really I feel, want I feel, you to think about it. <laughs> I feel comfy. Yeah. And I feel at home when I'm with Trails. You know what I'm saying? I could cuddle up to Trails and watch a good movie. Yeah. Yakuza, yeah. I'm gonna go out for a night on the town. I'm gonna fight a dude in an eye patch on the way home, <laughs> and I'm gonna be wasted. And I'm gonna get laid, and I'm gonna wake up the next day with a hangover that lasts for three days, and I'm gonna be like, damn, that was a great time. <laughs> Final Fantasy, it's like been there, done that, past is the past. Yeah. And I hate to say that because Final Fantasy 16 looks pretty sweet, but it's just not the Final Fantasy I know and love. So there you go. Fuck you, Mikalov. <laughs> Fuck you. You are now banned from the Discord. <laughs> you are the fuck in that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next one comes in from our buddy Jeff. Good old yeah. Mr. Syllables. What is your favorite direct sequel? Ooh. Oh, geez. I did that reference to Halloween 2 earlier today. He just said favorite direct didn't say video games. I really love that Halloween 2 literally picks up at the very end. I do think it's a great touch. Like the the John Carpenter movie, like the one from like 1970-whatever. I agree. That's a really good one. Um, For me, I'm sticking with the video game side of this one. Portal 2... Because talk about a video game that oh, just yeah. built on the first one and made it even better. Yeah. I, for the same reasons, am going to choose Tomb Raider 2. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. Tomb Raider 1 was a classic, but then 2 came out. And while it wasn't super different, there were definitely some updates that made it fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go Tomb Raider 2. All right. Cool. Master Loot posted a video for context that I don't think any of us probably watched. But the question is, how would you make climate change, the climate change fight, sexy and fun? So I think it's China or Japan, one of the two, is trying to like find out like what they can do to make climate change sexy so more people cha- like pay attention to it. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. I mean, we're all going to be wearing uh, less clothes as it keeps going on. I mean, my suggestion, big, hot, bouncy, juicy mommy milkers <laughs> on a hubba, hubba, big a titty goth girl, uh, get you some like fine ass little hotties that are tatted up, um, get you some fine looking dudes all muscled up and oiled up and everything and be like, hey, you like looking at us, right? <laughs> you like masturbating to the thought of us. Well, if the world gets too hot, we'll all be dead, and you won't be able to jerk your dick to me anymore, or waggle yourself, so let's just all save the planet so we can keep on busting those nuts. Thank you, Duke. <laughs> I was I was also going to suggest mascots, and I was specifically going to say, let's just get, like, to be honest. <laughs> there you I go. Like it. Perfect. All right. <laughs> this next one comes in from Fenris, and he was like, which one... Uh, no, I, I said mine because we're all going to be wearing less clothes as it gets hotter and hotter until we all die. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, this next one comes in Rip. from Fenris, which is um, which FF henchman, Final Fantasy henchman, would be higher for our protection? The Fiends from Final Fantasy 1, 
the Fiends from Final Fantasy IV, the Turks from Final Fantasy VII, or the Judges from Final Fantasy XII? This is one of the easiest questions we've ever been asked for me. Okay. Why do I have a feeling since this is the easiest question that's the one I haven't played and it's the Judges from Twelve? The fucking Judges are so badass. (laughs) Dude, they're so badass. Like, I would not fuck with any of them. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, uh, I like the Turks a lot. They have their own theme song. They got very well dressed and all that. But uh, the four fiends from Final Fantasy 1 at least let you stall long enough to uh, start a time loop. So uh, they're pretty good <laughs> clown. They're pretty good idiots. I, I will put you them in. Yeah, so, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, just let them <laughs> so, waste so I don't the time. Know the ones from 12. And I feel like the fiends from 1 or 4, they're just helping on destruction. They're not going to protect me. They're just going to destroy everything and me. So I'm just going to hire the Turks because at least they yeah. know how to do a job. <laughs> The Turks are pros. Like <laughs> hey. All right. And our last question for the week comes in from our good buddy, Dane. He's This is bled over. Dude, he's been doing a zombie scenario for Yazbot. I love that he decided to do something for this. I know. I do. I do enjoy this. So this is an, in an alien invasion scenario, which pretty weird that we're... <laughs> I'm going to have to break from here for a second because like... Apparently, I don't know if y'all looked into this at all, but there was this high, like a military air force dude just came in and under oath started talking about how like all these UFOs and there's actually alien bodies held by the United States government and stuff said all this shit under oath today. So, uh, no, I yeah, didn't. So oh shit, I have to the, look that up. Look that up after this episode. <laughs> but in an alien invasion scenario, aliens have declared war on mankind, and you have been chosen to engage in digital displays of dominance as a mean of demonstrating our superiority to the invaders and saving our planet. <clears throat> Read your gaming against aliens. What video game are you going to choose to beat some alien ass? must be able to objectively win either in a 1v1 game or scoring points. No speed running. And that's just because you know I'd kick their ass at Predator, Dane. Um, (laughs) The aliens don't like show-offs. So either being able to beat their score or beat them in a 1v1 game. What do you guys think? So I have have a couple different answers. Um, NBA Street Volume 2. I will wipe the floor with an alien in that. Um, skate 3 or any skating equivalent game where you use the thumbsticks like that, I will fuck them up. Um, or any WWE game. <laughs> Fucking bring it. Just bring it. Because <laughs> then uh, here comes the pain. I'm a whoop dad ass. You're going to be left feeling raw <laughs> when I lay the smack down. Okay, I'm done. The Rudy Poo alien ass. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I think I could beat any alien in most platform fighter games. So put me up against an alien in Smash Bros. Ultimate or Brawlhalla. They're just going to get destroyed. I, I'm good at those games. No lie. No cap. On God. No cap. <laughs> I'm not. I, need, I need to bring you in on a track so, where you be the hype man. <laughs> just, just say shit like that like Flavor Flav. <laughs> But he also says it the same tone he does it. No cap. <laughs> on God. No I'll auto tune him. It'll just. On God. Uh, on God. <laughs> no, okay, I am. I'm, 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 I'm. 
so my pick is uh, Capcom vs. SNK2, because if aliens beat me at that, they deserve <laughs> to have the planet anyway. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll just throw. Let the aliens take over for a while. Yeah, maybe they deserve it. What is the, there's a, that episode of South Park where uh, Stan gets sucked into Facebook, and in order to get out, he has to beat the computer at Yahtzee. <laughs> And the computer's talking shit like, you'll never beat me. I'm a supercomputer. Blah, 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 blah. Stan's first roll. We just boom. Yahtzee. And it's over. Like, it would just be so funny if, like, it's like, say, I'll just use Nate as an example. You go in, smash bros, and the alien just grabs you. Boom, boom. Foo. Sends you flying. It's like, game. <laughs> what just happened? And Earth is doomed. The alien stands Mr. up. Mr. Game of Watch got in nine. We're done. It's like we're playing, um checkers against the devil in Bill and Ted's bogus, bogus journey. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, I had both Bill and Ted movies on DVD. You'll never guess where I got them from. The head shop in Florida. A promotional deal for pizza. <laughs> Back in the day. That's awesome. I, I had both Bill and Ted's. It was booking for the kids that couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, dude. It was those and, like, I think, like, Mr. Nanny or something like that was the other one I had, which I never watched. <laughs> Mr. Bill Nanny, and Ted was oh hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that just leaves uh, your 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 host pick that you're going to do, the short game that we got in between uh, now and the end of SC and the uh, the wrap-up. So go ahead, my good sir. Hit us with Yeah, that. so, like I said, I wanted to do a short game because I wanted us to be able to spend a lot of time concentrating on Trails SC, so I didn't want to give us anything too crazy. But there's this cute little game that I got a while back. I think I got it from, like, the Itch.io Ukraine bundle that was out which I think was a couple years ago now, which, damn, I can't believe that war's still happening. Fuck Putin. Um, anyways, yeah, right. uh, so the game that I have chosen, is a real short one. It only takes an hour and a half for the main story. It's a game called and this is one of my hobbies in real life. A short hike. Oh, short son hike. of a bitch. Yeah, okay. Okay. Dude, the, the nice. only thing I know about this game is one day Ryan randomly played it. And I get a message on Facebook and he's like, you need to fucking play this game. Seriously, play this well, fucking game. And now you're going to. So, now we're going to. All right, I'll. I know almost nothing yeah, it's, about it's it. It's really right. cute looking. I don't know a whole lot about it story-wise or anything. i just seen it and... It, it has really good reviews, and it looks like something I'm going to enjoy. So there you go. Okay. Hell yeah. Praise, raise hail, praise <laughs> hail. Praise hail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would be so kindly, if you would pop over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and, you know, write so, uh, you know, write something in there, too. Just, like, let people know, hey, these guys are awesome, or hey, these guys talk too much, but, like, I'll give them five stars anyway because they're sexy. Um, or if you want to leave us a thumbs up and a five-star review or whatever it is on Spotify, that would be fantastic. If you would like to join the discord, I don't even plug our social medias anymore. Like I realize that social media might bring in more people, but dude, like the discord where it is, where it's at, come join the discord yeah. bit.ly. And we should point out, this isn't like a, uh, this isn't a, uh, Patreon discord. This is for free. For yeah, everyone. this is absolutely, no, if you're a listener of this show, come join, um, bit.ly slash tsmp discord all capital letters will put that into your search bar and it'll bring you up to a hyperlink boom you click that you're in um if you don't have a discord it might ask you to create an account for discord but if you do that then boom you're in and we would love to have you because you can come vote which let's give an update on the vote because i'm still blown away by this so with two votes 
Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl. With actually, no, that's technically I'm gonna I'm gonna change that because it's technically one vote because all of those have one default because of the actual thing. So one vote has the Stalker, none for Max Payne, none for Horizon Zero Dawn, five for Fear, and a whopping thirteen for Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> Good lord. 13. That's the most we've, this is the most votes we've ever had. On yeah, dude, this is wild, and I am so happy about it. I would love to see this many votes on every poll. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I, dude, I gotta give it to, um, Dane and Master Loot. They campaigned fucking hard for Duke, and it worked. Cause yeah. I don't see, I don't see one of those other games catching up, dude. I really, I just really don't. Um, so that's fucking wild. I, I love it. Um, it makes fact my face hurts right now from smiling while I'm talking about that. Uh, if you want to check out the website, which is up to date, thanks to one Dane himself, Mr. Puzzles, uh, bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast. Just capitalize that phonetically like you normally would. Uh, the Patreon, if you would like to donate to the show, is patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast. And uh, you can get your name read out on each and every episode if you donate $10 or more a week. But just a dollar, $10 or more a week, Jesus, $10 or more a month. Uh, but a dollar a month will get you each and every episode early and ad free. Um, but I would like to give a shout out to the people who donate $10 or more a month. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable old Mr. Syllables, Jeffy Lube himself, or Aries Sir Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, James, the steam machine, hall monitor hall, Team Retro, check him out on YouTube. He has really good stuff, and he just released a new couple new videos right here recently. So go check and him out. And he's also now we banned this- from the Discord. He's also now banned from the Discord. <laughs> he's gonna be so sad. <coughs> you can still hang out in the Avspot section. I'll allow that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Puzzles, Dane himself. Shout out to him for he's gonna be dude. So Dane's helping us out a lot behind the scenes. I just want to point that out. I want to give him like a special shout out, but also Chad, the mad lad, no C in his fucking last name, Schaefer. And I leave the C in the show notes, so I remember to say that every time. <laughs> but seriously, shout out to Dane. Um, he's helping me get you know he's helped us get the the website for Yaspot and Steam Machine up to date. Um, and then he's gonna help us get steam machine uh up to date on youtube he's gonna help me get yabs pod up to date on youtube like he's doing a lot for me behind the nice. scenes and he won't let me pay him for it and i really appreciate it like i would gladly pay him but you know but man, man uh so shout out mr puzzles dane himself you are much fucking appreciated by everyone at tsmp production definitely yeah so boys we will be meeting back here in a couple weeks after we take a short hike. For the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy. Take it easy.